So we're talking about Model Man, and as Pastor said, by the way, it's a great, great book. Uh, he put that in front of me, and God started working on me like that. Because uh, <laughs> you get through chapter one, and you're like, man, man, what, it, yeah, you know, you're, you're looking around, and you're like, okay, God, you, you must, if this is true, and if this is what I got to do to be a man of character, and by the way, that's what we're talking about today, and if this is what I got to do to show everybody else and to lead my life as the example of a model man of character, then I'm going to have to change some things. I have to change some things. The first thing I'm going to have to change is um, I'm going to have to start showing up on time. You know, I've been, I've been talking with Pastor about that recently. You know, um, how, how many of you realize that an hour late and five minutes late is still late? You guys got that? Did you, can I get a better amen on that? Okay, and there's something to be said about that because when you show up late... You are saying that my time is more important than their time. Okay, but we're not going to go any deeper on that. I've learned my lesson, I hope. And, you know, maybe I won't be late next time. And if I will, I'll be chastised. But that's because he loves me and he wants to discipline me and he wants to see me further and he wants to see me grow. Well, when we're talking about being model men, we also have to be willing to grow. Because if we're not, then we're, we're never going to move forward. You know, recently my brother came through town. I had the opportunity to speak with him. And he made the comment. It came up in conversation. We weren't talking about this. Um, we, weren't, we were just kind of hanging around and watching TV. And, and he was talking about his high school days and all that. And he said, yeah, man, you know, I look back and I know I grew because I realized how stupid I was. Yeah. Have you ever done a piece of stupid? <laughs> Have you guys ever been 20, yeah. 18, 16? Some of you, not yet, Maybe. Okay, you'll get there, I promise. And chances are you will probably do a piece of stupid at some point in your life. Okay, but let me tell you, um, if you listen today, you might be able to avoid that. If, if you just open up your ears and listen today, God gave us two ears and one mouth, right? Okay, let's dig in. All right, in Matthew 5, 33 through 37, okay, it says, again, you have heard... That it was said to our ancestors, you must not break your oath, but you must keep your oaths to the Lord. But I tell you, don't take an oath at all, either by heaven because it is God's throne, or by the earth because it is his footstool, or by Jerusalem because it is the city of the great king. Neither should you swear by your head because you cannot make a single hair white or black. My mom begs to differ. But let your word yes be yes and your no be no. Anything more is from the evil one. Have you guys ever told a fib? Just a little one? You know, like, no, we're not throwing you a birthday party. That's that's not going to happen. You don't want to do that. Well, according to this scripture and according to this passage and according to Jesus, that's from the evil one. Okay, and we need to be taking this a little bit more seriously. Um, When I read this book, it talks about a time that my grandfather grew up in where men were men of their words. Where we didn't have to sit down and sign a contract to, to make sure that I was going to be held accountable for what I had promised that I was going to follow through with. That makes sense. Can we say that we have a problem with that today in this world? That we've grown so accustomed to lying that it's just normal. It's normal. Well, guess what? That's, that's not okay before God. It's not okay before us. Amen. And we need to start acting and leading and changing that by example. So, what do we got to do? First off, it has to stir us. It has to really bother us when we lie. Even a little lie. Even a little lie. 
you know, or an exaggeration of the truth. You guys have seen like Matlock, right? Have, maybe you guys haven't. <laughs> but some of you guys, you, you've seen Matlock and he goes in and they have to swear in. And I swear to tell the whole truth, the, the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, right? Hey, why do we have to go into all that detail about telling the truth? Is the truth the truth or is it not? And anything else is a lie, okay? But in our culture and the way that we've, we've developed over the years is that well, if I just omit this part, I'm still telling the truth, and we've, we've come to accept half-truths. Okay, but half-truths are still lies. Okay? And if you want to be a man of character, then when you say you're going to be there, then you need to make sure that you're doing everything in your power. And women, I'm talking to you too. Okay, this, this is, yeah, we're doing model man and all that, but this is a word for you too, okay? When you say something, follow through with your word. Okay, do whatever it takes to, to remind yourself. You know, if you say, yeah, I'm going to call you later. Are you going to set up a reminder for you to call that person later that evening? Because if not, you know, they think, oh, well, I just didn't get to it. And the person on the other end, well, yeah, they just didn't get to it. Okay, but you didn't call. So then when they actually need you, when they actually need somebody to, that they can trust, and they, they know that they're going to be there, they're going to look back and they're going to go like, man, Jacob... Jacob could be the guy. Oh, no, 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 no. Can't do him. Because he said he was going to be there last week, but he wasn't. Or he said he was going to be able to help me with this, but he didn't. Or he told me that he he wasn't going to tell that person what I shared with him, but he did. Can you guys, you guys kind of feel maybe the weight of this a little bit? Feel it? Because I'll tell you what, when I was reading this chapter, man, when I say God was dealing with me, he was dealing with me. Because in my life, in multiple circumstances, in multiple instances, um, fibbing, just little white lies, they were, they were just every day. Every single day. And if I'm not careful, I'll still struggle with it. I'll still struggle with it. Because, because I like myself, I like the way people think of me, and I want to make sure that I keep that, and i got to keep this little box and this little this little um, paradigm and ideal about what I look like, right? And maybe, I don't know about you guys, but we might all struggle with that together a little bit. We care about what other people think about this, maybe a little bit too much, okay? Because really we need to focus on what God thinks about us, right? Because that's what really matters. What really matters is how God identifies me. And he says that I'm righteous before God. He says he looks at me, he doesn't see my sin. He says, Jacob... You've got potential, and you need to grow, and I need you to stop being disobedient, and I need you to step up to the plate and be a man. Amen? Amen? Amen. Amen. Well, this is a call to all of us to step up and be the men of God that he has called us to be. You know, lying breeds insecurity, or insecurity breeds lying. It's a better way to put that. You know, if... If you're insecure inside, if you are not totally comfortable with who you are, if you, if, if you are not totally solid in your foundation, then there's going to be a little crack. Well, inside that little crack, I'm going to call that insecurity. Okay? And what happens when you have a foundation that's got a few cracks in it? Okay? Eventually, over time, they get bigger, and the foundation gets shaky. Okay? And then the walls and the building, and they start to the rumble. And then a storm comes, and then crash, boom. Okay? And you're no longer this beautiful structure that was built. 
you're this rubble, this mess of a man. And it's all because you didn't take care of the foundation. It's all because you didn't take the time to soak in the word of God, to bathe in it, to put down the concrete, to make sure everything was level. Is anybody following me today? Yes, sir. You guys get this? Okay. All right. So when we're talking about our words, our words are actually, they're coming from our heart. All right? They're, they reflect the desires of our heart. You can tell within a few minutes if somebody really cares about you. All right? When you're talking with them, if they're really genuine or if they're not. Okay? And the reason this is important is because what you say, you're going to be held accountable for. But also what you say says something about your spirit. Okay? You are a spirit, you have a soul, and you live in a body. Okay, we're going to get that to that just a little bit later. Okay? But for now, you're a spirit, you have a soul, and you live in a body. Okay? So let's make sure that spiritually we are soaking in the Word of God. Okay? And we're making sure, because this is our foundation, right? right. right We've got to make sure that our flesh isn't getting in the way. We've got to make sure that our mind isn't getting in the way. Because I know every time I go down to sit and read my Bible, my phone blows up. I get a text. I get a phone call. Somebody's knocking on my door. You know, as I get an email. There's all these different things that come in because the enemy doesn't want you to build a good foundation. The enemy doesn't want you to have a good relationship with God. The enemy doesn't want you to be a successful man. Okay? But if we're going to be successful men, then we have to commit to it. We have to say, nothing's going to get in my way. Women, you ever met a bullheaded guy? <laughs> I got like one hand on that. But I got a bunch of laughs. Okay. Well, we need to be bullheaded about God and about seeking Him and about building that foundation and moving forward. Okay? And about guarding ourselves against situations and against circumstances that are going to prevent us from growing. Okay? Or that are going to keep us stagnant. All right, what happens if I get a, um, a bucket of water and I just let it sit there for years? Okay, it grows stagnant. It starts to smell. You know, it's just, it's not good to drink anymore at all, at all. Okay, but if you were to go down to a river, a stream, a fresh stream flowing by, you can, for the most part, in most places, take a cup and sip that water and drink it fresh, okay? Because it's constantly moving. It's constantly flowing, all right? Well, likewise, we need to guard ourselves from staying in the bucket. We need to make sure that we're constantly flowing, that we're constantly being fed, that we're constantly seeking God, okay? And we need to guard those places. My second point tonight, this morning, okay, is on the war on sexual purity, because, you know, there's, there's a really, really big problem right now with America. You know, um, if, we don't even have to drive five minutes down the highway and we can find a billboard with, with um, innuendos on it or, you know, a, a woman half-dressed. You know, I saw, I forget, it was some insurance commercial the other day. And um, this lady's laying on the beach, she's half-dressed, and it's like, talk to my horse, okay? But... The horse was in the commercial for like three seconds, and she was the rest of the commercial. Hey, hey, and I don't even know what the name of the insurance company was. So, what what does that say about what their motives are? They, 
they, they want us to come in and buy their products. They want us to come in and do all of these other things. Okay, but I'm saying that as men of God, we can determine who we're going to go by because we stand from a moral perspective. We can look at this and say, your values do not line up with my God. They do not line up with my Bible and they do not set well with my spirit and I'm not going to support you in that. I'm not going to finance your business. I'm not going to go through and, and help you to spread this infection across America. If you go back and watch the old reruns of like I Love Lucy, okay, they weren't half dressed. They were fully dressed. They were like half exposed. You know, it was, it was like that much skin showing. Hey, now you watch a Geico commercial and the gecko's naked. <laughs> but you get my point, right? You get it. You get it. Okay, so what are we going to do to guard ourselves against those situations? What are we going to do to guard ourselves? Well, let me tell you a story about a friend of mine that I met um, a while back. And, and I looked at him and I said, I said, man, you know, you need to upgrade. You need to get an iPhone or an Android. He's, I mean, he's walking around with one of these old flip phones. Who remembers the flip phone? Who remembers the block phone? Who remembers the suitcase? That was before my time. Okay. Anyway, he's got a flip phone. And I was like, man, why don't you upgrade? You know, you can do this. You can, you can set up your reminders. You can, you can take notes on your phone. You know, it's great. And I'm talking to him about how all this technology has really, really helped me. And he goes, he goes Jacob, I can't, I can't do it. And, and I looked at him and I said, why? You know, it's, it's like, because it just wasn't adding up. You know, because he was agreeing the technology is great. Yeah, I could really use the reminders. I'd love to take notes. Okay. And he, he looks at me and he goes, I can't. Because every time I have one of these smartphones, every time I have this piece of technology, I sin. And I said, I said, you, you sin? He, he, said, he says, yeah. The reason I don't have a smartphone is because every time I'm alone and every time that nobody else is around, I'm tempted to look at porn. Every single time that, and it, it, he, said, he said, every time. It doesn't matter where he's at because it's right there in his pocket. He said, the, the opportunity is always right there. And he said, he said, Jacob, you know, it worked for a little while. I was able to resist. And I was able to continue to say no and no and no. You know, but eventually it just got to the point where God told me and he spoke to my heart and he said, you have to remove that opportunity from your life. Can I get a better amen on that? Amen. You have to remove that opportunity from your life. Listen, I've done it. Okay, I've been there. I've been there. I've been there. Okay. You know, I, I, I grew up with computers in the house. I grew up with surrounded by technology. And then I got in with a bunch of friends that were not living for God. And, you know, I stepped out of the will of God. And, and I've been there, okay? So there's no reason to, to raise your hand or anything like that. But if you're in this room and I'm speaking to you right now, you can overcome this, okay? You can overcome this. You can overcome addiction to porn. You can overcome any addiction in your life. Any stronghold in your life can be broken today. You can walk out a changed man today. Okay? But what it's going to take, listen closely, this is what it's going to take. It's going to take you humbling yourself before God and admitting that you've got an issue. Okay? You need to have somebody that you can trust. Okay? Go to them and get an accountability partner. One of the biggest and greatest and best things that I, decisions that I made for my life was I found somebody that I could talk to. I found somebody who wasn't just going to go like, you do what? It's like, get out of my house. And I'm like, I'm like, you know, because you're no better off that way. Right? And for everybody else in this room, 
okay? If somebody comes to you and trusts you to be their accountability partner, okay? They are coming to you in faith. They are coming to you trusting that you are a person that is not going to go and spread this, that is, you're somebody they can trust, okay? So don't take advantage of that because that will destroy a relationship and it could potentially keep somebody from moving forward and growing in their life. How do you, I don't know if you realize that hurt people hurt people. Hurt people hurt people. Okay? It's that simple. So if a hurt people comes to you, help them so they can stop hurting people. Okay? On guarding yourself in Matthew 6, 22 and 23, it says the eye is the lamp of the body. If your eye is good, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. So if the light within you is darkness, how deep is that darkness? Let's, let's make this real simple. Okay? Hear no evil, see no evil, speak no evil. Y'all seen those three monkeys before? Okay. You ever heard your mama say, junk in, junk out? My mama used to say that. And then she'd hand me a bag of Doritos. And I was like, Mom, Mom, I'm getting mixed signals here. I just, I don't get this. And she'd be like, just eat your sandwich, you know. But it's all right. So I love my mom so much. I love her so much, man. And I'll tell you what, my mom, she's a magnificent woman. Uh, she's been there for me through multiple times, multiple occasions. And I can remember on one instance where I was just broken down. I was broken down. And it was because um, I had just gotten a DUI. And I remember, I remember, and my car was in the, in the pound, and, and the whole situation was she had to pick me up, and we were driving to go get my car, which was supposed to be on the college campus where I left it, but it wasn't. It was in the pound, and she just didn't know yet. So I'm in, in the car being forced to have to go there and tell her. And I remember saying, Mom, we're, we're not going, we're, we're not going to the, the campus. She said, well, where are we going? And just couldn't hold it in. I just started bawling. Just started bawling. Just started, started coming out of me. Um, and, and I couldn't form words. You know, I'm just totally full of shame and totally full of remorse. And I'm just, I feel like this big or less, you know, the, you know, I'm less than dirt. I'm an ant, you know, and it just, it just sucks. And in this moment, I'm looking at my mom and the words that come out of my mouth is, I'm not a good son. And I didn't realize it at the time that that's, that's, those are the words that came out of my mouth. Because okay, I'm just, when you're in a moment, when you're, when you're emotionally um, vulnerable like that, you say things that are true. You say things from your heart. You say things that are, that's really impactful, right? Because remember what we said about our words? It reflects what's in our spirit. And I remember my mom, she just pulls over to the side of the road, looks at me and goes, what? What'd you say? And we talk it out and I let her know what's going on. She finally tells me and... She called my dad, you know, um, and he was out of state on work, so I, so I didn't have to, well, I had to look forward to that. <laughs> so that's, that's the best way to put that. Okay, but I remember my mom looking at me. She hangs up with my dad, and she looks at me, and she gives me a hug, and then she, she holds my shoulders. She looks me dead in the eye, and she says, Jacob, you are a good son. And I'm blown away by it. Still today, every time I think about it, I'm like, I'm like, man, 
It's like, I cost us several thousand dollars. You guys had to drive me around. I mean, you didn't have to. You chose to. Okay. But what my mom did and what my dad did in, the, in that situation and through that season of my life is, is they led the example of a godly parent, a godly household. And, and, and they showed me how God looks at us in these same situations. We've all been there. We've all messed up. We've all felt like we're worthless at some point or another. We've all looked around and said, God, where are you? But let me tell you, he's here and he's for you and he's not against you. And anything, any doubt, any remorse, any self-condemnation is from the enemy. It is not from God and you do not have to hold on to that. You don't have to live in that reality anymore. How are we going to do this, guys? How, how are we going to grow? Well, the first way we're going to do it is we're going to have to also recognize that it's going to take sacrifice. You're going to have to give something up in order to grow. You got to. You got to, you got to, you got to. You know, um, when you enter the business world or when you, when you go off on your, when you get your first job, be a better way to put it. When you get your first job, you realize, you know, you're coming up, you're 15, you're 15, then you're 16, and then when you get your first car, you're like, I'm free, I'm free. And then your parents are like, go get a job. Go get a job. You know what? Because now you're going to have to start earning your way. Right? You know, it may not be 16 for some people. It may have been 18. It may have been 23. It may have, it, wherever it is, it, it happens. It happens, and they, they move you forward. But here's, here's what you sacrifice in that. You realize that if, if I'm going to have a car, and if I'm going to be able to drive around, then I'm going to have to sacrifice some of my time. So that way I can work and get some money. And then you start doing all this math, and you're like, being an adult sucks. Okay? okay? But, but you get there, and you put it together, and you realize that, okay, well, if, I'm not, if, if I want to get there, then I've got to leave this behind. Okay, well, spiritually, it's the same way. Spiritually, if you want to move forward, then God is going to be the one to show you what you got to leave behind. Okay? We're not called to be children of the faith. Okay? We're, we're called to be mature adults of the faith. Okay? We need to be growing and constantly growing. Okay? I've met some Christians before, and this isn't, I'm not condemning anybody, okay? Um, but, I, but I've met some Christians before that... Uh, they're, you know, 80 years old, and they can't tell me John 3.16, and it's not because they're losing their memory, okay? It's because they just haven't taken time to develop, you know? They haven't taken time to grow, right? I've met new believers who can quote the whole book of James in like a week after being here, you know? And I'm like, okay, wow, you know, you're on fire at God, but they're getting in there, and they're soaking it in, and they're studying the Word of God, and they're getting... They're pouring that into themselves and developing and they're trusting God to take them farther than they could have ever dreamed. Okay? And he can do it for you. He can do it for me. He can do it for all of us. Okay? But we have to be willing to let go of what God tells us to let go of. Okay? We have to be willing to let go of what God tells us to let go of. Okay? We are his sheep. He is our shepherd. And we do know his voice. Right? 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 
Anybody know what God's voice sounds like? I've got, you know, it's that small whisper. It's that small tug on your heart that says, hey, don't go there. Don't watch that movie. Walk out of this theater. You know, you think in that circumstance, you know, it's just a movie, right? It's just a movie. Well, let me tell you something. It may be just a movie, okay? But what we just saw is that what we put in will eventually come out, okay? But let's step out of ourselves for a moment. Chances are you're at that movie with friends, okay? But what if walking out of that theater, however small that is to us, and though it may not bother our conscience watching that movie, okay, and some of those movies it should, all right? But maybe it doesn't bother us, but us walking out of that theater is what sparks and ignites a conversation with the people we came with. And they say, hey, why do you leave? You're like, well, because I believe I heard from God. You know, it's like, you can call me crazy, but, but I don't think God wants me watching that movie. How we know that if you're a Christian, you're going to face persecution. We're going we're gonna to face that, okay? But God can take that and use that to bring out the good. He can use that to impact somebody else's life. And all you did was be obedient. Okay? As model men, we have to live the example. We have to live it. We have to breathe it. We have to realize that ministry doesn't just happen on Sunday. We have to realize that ministry is every day, every place where we walk. It's on every street. It's on every sidewalk. It's in Walmart. It's at Steinmart. It's at whatever mart. You know? There's so many marts out there. Okay? But... It's wherever you're at. It's at the gas station when you're, you're pumping your gas and you're looking across and you see the man over there who's struggling. You know, ministry is happening when you're at the red light. A uh, fun story about mine. One of, the, one of the, uh, the most interesting invites that I've ever given out was at a stoplight. <laughs> we were sitting there and it was, I was following, um, I think it was Holden and Lisa. Yeah, I was following Holden and Lisa um, and... and I, I don't know, I was, I was coming up, we were just honking horns and having a good time, we had the windows down, well, the car next to us started getting involved. <laughs> they started getting involved, and I'm thinking, oh, boy, okay, you know, what are we going to do here? But they looked at us, and, and it was a good time, the light turned green, but we're still stopped and talking, and I, I looked at her and said, what church do you go to? You know, and the, she looks back over, and she's like, are we going to tell them? You know, this, I, don't, I don't know if that's what she said, I think that's what she said, we were acting pretty crazy, okay? But anyway, she came back and she, she told us again the, her church and she told us where they went. I said, oh, okay, well, I was going to invite you and I was still rattled off her service time and all that. Okay, they went on. I've never seen, seen them walk through our doors. Okay, but what I did hear from another individual um, was that man, Jacob, and I, I believe it was Lisa who said, she said, it really impacted me. She, she said, she said I, I never thought about inviting people like that. You know, I was like, what, like screaming out the window of your car? She goes, she goes no, just being ready to invite them wherever I'm at. Amen. Being ready to just say, God wants me to invite this person, so I'm going to take that opportunity and be bold about it. Okay? Listen, we serve the God of the universe. So we have no reason to be cowering and shivering when we invite somebody to church. Okay? We have every reason to be excited and bold and say, this is where you want to be. Okay? Let me tell you my story, you know. I know we're checking out at Walmart. And I know you don't want to see me anymore. So I'm going to let you go. But here's my church card. Okay? Come visit us. 
You know, you can be a lot smoother with than that. I, I, I can tend to be pretty bold sometimes. Um, okay, but let's, let's recognize that ministry is going to happen everywhere. Okay, and then we have to live and lead by the example that we follow. And if you're a Christian, if you're a Christian man in this world and you are dedicated to a Bible reading plan, which is a great idea, by the way, okay, to be dedicated to reading your Bible daily, okay? If you have a friend that you don't talk to, you guys just don't, you, kind of, you can fall apart, right? Well, same thing with God. If you don't talk to God, then you guys will fall apart. If I don't talk to God, then I will fall apart. Okay? We need to take that seriously. Make sure that we are developing a good Bible reading plan, spending time in the Word of God, listening to Him. Second thing I want to talk to you guys about how to develop that is that you need to have a good prayer life, okay? Make sure that you're praying to God. Okay? It doesn't have to be like this holier, holier than thou, elaborate prayer, you know? Sometimes I'm walking down the street and I'm like, what's up, God? I'm like, you know, I was back there at that gas station. I was talking to this person. Do you, do you want me to go back there? I can see them. They're still there. Do you, <laughs> do you want me to go back there and talk to them about you? You know, let's be sensitive to what God's doing in our life. Bobby, uh, Bobby Nick, he's one of our pastors out here. He's done a great, a great job at um, being the example for me in, the, in that um, um, this man is a prayer warrior. He's there every single time. And he, he's told me sometimes that he says, he says, well, sometimes, you know, I'll be sitting there and I'll wake up at night and I'm praying. And I'm like, God, if there's anybody in this city, if there's anybody in Tyler right now that you want me to go to, Tell me where to go. I'll go. You want me to go right now? I'll go. It's 2 a.m. I'll go. But this is a wonderful example about how willing we need to be to hop up, giddy up, and get out for God. Amen. You guys follow with that? Okay. One final note. Okay, we talked on it a little bit, but you need to make sure that you raise your guard. Okay? Do whatever it takes. Do whatever it takes to prevent yourself from falling. All right? Would you ever jump out of a plane with, without a parachute or without having checked it? No, you wouldn't. You wouldn't. You're going to jump out and you're going to make sure beforehand that the straps are tight, that the parachute is folded correctly, that when you pull that trigger, it's going to eject and you are not going to just go on the ground. Okay? <laughs> because you don't want that. Okay? Well, as Christians, we don't want that either for ourselves spiritually or morally. All right? So we need to make sure that we're, we're checking our backpack, we're checking our chute, so when we get ready to jump out of that plane, we don't fall flat on our faces. All right? Yes, sir. Okay. In this book, I'm going to close with this statement. It is a quote from Pastor Chris Hodges at Church of the Highlands. Um, he says, If a man, any man will commit to consistency in a daily Bible reading plan, his spiritual maturity will go through the roof and his vulnerability to temptation will become insignificant. Okay? So, in a moment, I'm, I'm going to pray with you guys here in just a second. Okay? But I want to tell you, commit to a Bible reading plan. Okay? Increase your prayer life and raise your guard. All right? And you can do it. And in a moment, we're going to have a prayer team up here. Um, and, and, and that's your opportunity. Don't walk out of these doors. Don't walk out of these doors. Um, if, if God's tugging, tugging on your heart, then don't leave without coming and, and saying something to somebody, okay? These are people that you can trust. When you see them up here, these are people you can trust. 
and you can you can open up your heart to them and they will help you and they'll give you some some really good advice um, and they'll pray with you and, and help get you through it okay and you can be delivered of that today if, if, if need be all right and if you got it then there's a need be okay so everybody let's bow our heads and I'm going to pray with you